This is Shane Sharp. Hope you're enjoying the views here at Section 113 with Travis Demers. The Section 113 podcast returns. It's been a while. Uh, we have the All-Star break, some road trips, some snow issues, all kinds of stuff. And here we are getting ready for a long six-game road trip, beginning with the Hawks on Friday night. I'm Travis Demers. If you're joining us for the first time, we call this podcast Section 113. Because, well, that's where we do our broadcasts from at home at Moda Center, Section 113. So if you're ever in the building, come on over and stop by. Um, It's been a rough couple of days for the Trailblazers in terms of wins and losses. The game against Golden State, you look at the standings, the Blazers win that game. You're sitting in in eighth in the Western Conference with a win. Got off to a great start, had a 23-point lead in the second quarter, and we saw what happened down the stretch. Then against New Orleans the following night, you know, again, now you're battling with C.J. McCollum and the Pelicans for number 10 in the West, and the winner of that game sits at number 10. Pelicans win, and now the Blazers are in 12th in between the Pelicans and the Lakers, and now a game and a half back of 10th in the West. There, there's still time, right? And that's, that, that's the, I don't want to say the, the, the calming measure of all of this, but you look at the standings, and there is time. Things are still close enough to move to 10, 9, 8, 7. I don't want to you know, push things here with that. But the opportunity is still there. The problem is we've been saying that for six weeks. We've been saying that for a while. You know, the, the team did make a push and get to 500 after the win on the road against the Washington Wizards. And then it's been a little bit of a, a rough go. And you look at you know post-All-Star break, just one win uh, in four games post-All-Star break. And despite the incredible performance of Damian Lillard scoring 71 points, something that you know we'll probably never see again, and I say probably only because Dame is still on the team and you never know with him, um, the, the shine for that is as magical as that was. And as much as we're going to look back at that performance 5, 10, 20, 30 years from now, you move on and you lose back-to-back games. It's, it's hard to look back at three games ago in a game where Dame had – the greatest performance in franchise history and get overly excited about it for too long. So now this is, this is crunch time as crunch time as crunch time gets. If you want to be a postseason team, if that means the play in playoffs, whatever that means now is when you really have to start getting it done. And again, that's also something that we've been saying for a couple of weeks, this road trip will not be easy. The Hawks on Friday night, they've got a little bit of new life with new head coach Quinn Snyder, then up to or down to Orlando. They've been struggling, but they've also you know, beaten some good teams. They just went on the road in New Orleans. Then up to Detroit for the second night of a back-to-back. Then Boston, which will be tough. Philadelphia, which will be tough. And then back at New Orleans. This is a very tough road trip. And really, the I guess the, the positive in all of this for the Blazers is that while they've been losing, so is everybody else. Everybody else in the bottom of the Western Conference playoff picture has been losing as well. Anthony Simons just retweaked his ankle. He's doubtful for Friday. Um, and if he doesn't play, and with Ryan Archie Diacono on the bench as well, you, you really don't have a secondary ball handler. That's not what Keon Johnson is, but he's been forced to play that role. So we're probably going to see a situation without either a point guard or any guards on the floor at times when Dane doesn't play on Friday or beyond, depending how long. Uh, Ant is is resting for and then Yusuf Nurkic hopefully going to return soon I talked with Chauncey Billups about that a couple of days ago he said hey he's looking good Um, it's just a tough injury to come back from you saw the 12 games that 
a calf injury kept Dame out for, and Nurk's got a, a slightly larger calf than Dame does. I think he has a slightly larger calf than all of us do. So that's going to take a little bit more time to uh, to heal. But this team has got to get healthy. In the meantime, Matisse Thibel has been terrific. He's been a better offensive player than I think anybody expected. The defense certainly there. And Cam Reddish getting you know his first opportunity in a while has, has come up pretty big for the Blazers. And that's been important. But with this game against the Hawks on Friday night, I wanted to bring on a very good friend of mine, although he might say otherwise, Abe Gordon from 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Uh, Abe, first of all, it's nice to have you on the podcast, but it's nice to have you on the podcast in person. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's uh, very excited to be here. Excited for this game, too, because as you mentioned, both teams really need this one. You guys in the Western Conference, us in the Eastern Conference, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, eight seed right now, trying to desperately get to that six seed, hoping this kind of Brooklyn Nets, uh, different team than they were, they falter. So both teams really, really need this one. We head out on a four-game road uh, road stand too, so uh, some positive momentum, hopefully. The big story around here, obviously, Nate McMillan being fired, and if you've been following the Hawks at all this year, um, that's that comes as no surprise. It was, it was only a matter of time, at least from the outside, of when that was going to happen. We obviously had Nate in Portland. Um, he had an Indiana in between. He's a good coach, just just didn't work out. But now Quinn Snyder is in, and I think of all of the former head coaches that are, were, could be available, Mike D'Antoni, uh, Kenny Atkinson, Quinn Snyder was kind of the guy that everybody wanted. Why was Atlanta, do you think, the right spot for him? Well, I'll be honest. I'm a lot higher on this team than their record would show. I think they've got a ton of good pieces. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago, and I think they've got two legitimate superstars, and obviously Trey Young, but DeJounte Murray, uh, when you watch him game in and game out, even does things that Trey can't do. It's really impressive. And you got DeAndre Hunter, starts a $20 million contract next year. you got John Collins, who's on a massive deal. I mean, you've got pieces. 31 and 31 is ridiculous for this team. It is, and a lot of that might be on Nate McMillan. So can Quinn Snyder unlock the talent this team possesses? Because, quite frankly, they should be able to compete with teams like Boston and Milwaukee. Have they gotten, I know it's only one game and it was a loss to the Wizards, but have they gotten a little bit of a shot in the arm now that there is some some new life in the coaching staff? Well, Trey scored 30 in three straight games. And say what you will about his time with Nate McMillan and what offense is being run, it's been a long time since we've seen Trey go for 30 back-to-back-to-back-to-games. And so there would be, I would say, a little bit of a shot. You know, they came out the All-Star break, and Joe Prunty was the interim coach, and they won two games and, and had just an incredible performance in, in one of them, put up a, a nearly a 50-point second quarter, uh, which I think was a team record. So there was a shot of the arm, but then you lose to a team like Washington, a team that's behind you in the standings while you're at home, and, and, yes, it was Quinn Snyder's first game, so you're not really going to gleam too much of that. I mean, there are a lot of situations in timeouts. He's turning to Trey Young and DeJounte. Hey, what do you guys want to run? He may be turning to Joe Prunty, his lead assistant now. Hey, hey, what, what have we done in the past that has worked here? So you're going to start to see, especially in this game, I think a lot more um, action out of Quinn Snyder. I think it will be more his team, his game, than we saw in his debut. You know, with, with the Hawks are interesting because almost every player on the team has been somebody else's trade target, at least publicly, right? And over the summer, really like the last two summers, it's been John Collins. He's going to get traded. He's going to get traded. Hey, guess what? Another trade deadline came and went, and he's still a Hawk. What's the deal there? There's so much – well, there's a couple things. In terms of not being traded, it's a disaster of a contract that, that I, you're not going to get out of unless he shows what I think he can be. 
when they the year they went with Lloyd Pierce and then they fired him, Nate comes in and it, he was twenty and ten, legitimately twenty and ten. We have not seen that guy. Now, a lot of it's probably because how he's being used and and what they're asking him to do within the offense that Trey Young is running. Probably not his best skill set. That's what I want to see if Quinn Snyder can adjust because John Collins is not playing up to his contract. The contract that starts next year for DeAndre Hunter, he's not playing up to that. Way too inconsistent. But with a new coach who, who maybe can get some things, run some plays for those guys, can we see – and it doesn't have to be 20 and 10, right? He's third or fourth option on this team. But can we see 17 and 12? I mean, kind of switch what the emphasis on his game is. He's got to show the potential. He has it. He can shoot the three. He can play down low. He can be big. He can handle the ball. He's a great passer. But you got to show it. He hadn't done that yet. You asked me on your show for the outside perspective of what people think of Trey Young. Now I want to ask you what the Atlanta perspective is from people on Trey Young. You're going to get me in trouble with some of my thoughts here. I, I'm a huge fan of Trey Young. Here is my problem in regards to Trey Young. I hold him to very, very high standards. You should. I do not think he is reaching the potential that he has. He is a guy that should be in the discussion for one of the three or four best guards in the entire league. Didn't make an all-star game this year. Was voted 12th by the players, and the coaches obviously decided not to make him a reserve as well. We are not getting the best Trey Young we could be getting. And for me, some of that's on him. A lot of that's on Nate. A lot of that's on the teammates, right? I mean, other guys got to pick him up. If Collins and Hunter aren't playing well, the focus is going to be on Trey, and rightfully so. Uh, and, and guys got to hit open shots, and that'll make things easier for him. But I just – I want Trey to win here I, badly, and he wants to win here. But I don't think he's reaching his potential, and that's why you make a move and bring in a Quinn Snyder, a guy that's developed stars and scoring guards and, and see what he can do. In and defenders. Well, I'm not saying Trey's going to be a defensive guy, but you're bringing in a coach who has a history of being a good defensive coach. Yeah, I mean, with, with some all-time great defensive players. I mean, yeah. Rudy Gobert won how many Defensive Player of the Year awards, and quite frankly, Clint is not going to do that, unfortunately for us. Um, but from my perspective, just in general on Trey, on the floor is not even as big of an issue. There's a lot of questions about leadership. And, and, and a lot of that's from the media, and rightfully so. You know, when they made the change, the coaching change in Nate McMillan, Trey was in the building and didn't speak. He had an excused absence the next day and didn't speak until three days after. Like, John Collins spoke. He was still in concussion protocol, essentially, and, and he spoke. And um, DeJounte Murray spoke as well. I, I mean, th these are the moments where Trey needs to be front and center. You want to be the face of this team, the face of this franchise, one of the biggest stars in the NBA, you got to be out in front of those sorts of things. So uh, some criticism on the court, but just as much off the court. But the end of the day for me, I think Trey can be one of the very few special players in this league, and he's not there right now, and I need him to be there. The Blazers injury report is pretty rough. The Hawks injury report's pretty, pretty clean right now. Uh, just how healthy have they been and how big of a deal is it right now that, that they do have a clean injury history or injury report? Yeah, so John Collins, like I said, just got off the concussion. He, he had a, a bang, the, the game leading into the All-Star break. I believe he's still on a minutes restriction, but other than that, it, it really is full go. And this is a team that has had issue after issue after issue with injuries really for 18 months. Like going back to last year, you had a bunch. Bogey missed, uh, Bogdanovich missed a large, large part of the start of the season. DeAndre Hunter's been in and out. Capella's been in and out. Collins has been in and out. Trey's been an absolute warrior. 
Uh, DeJounte's been an absolute warrior. Uh, but even those guys have had to miss a game here or there. Just small knocks. But, I mean, those guys are getting beat up, especially Trey. I mean, you know, we talk about how he draws fouls and all that. He gets beat up every single night. And he's been an absolute warrior uh, coming back. So it is nice to see the team finally healthy. Unfortunately, based on our luck, I expect something you know to go wrong anytime now. So it's it, it's they're they're pretty good. It's really just the Collins and his minutes restriction. All right, last and most important question: uh, Game day is tomorrow. Are we going to Waffle House? I, I mean, there's like 38 of them for you to choose from. Any any one of them, I don't care. I just I need my Waffle House fix. Some are walking distance. Some we have to drive through. You know, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get out to Oahu. Abe Gordon is with us here from 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Abe, appreciate the time, man. Good to see you. Anytime. Thank you. All right, that's it for this edition of the Section 113 podcast. It's the Blazers and the Hawks Friday night. You can hear it with a 3.30 pregame show. Mike Lynch will have that for you. Michael Holton and I will have the tip at 4.30. As always, across the Trailblazers radio network and on our flagship station, 6.20 a.m. Rip City Radio in the Portland area. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Section 113 podcast.